0: for breakfast.
1: We have a couple of special guests in the studio with us this morning. Uh, on my left, from the Midwest Chamber of Commerce and Industry, the president over there, Joanne Fabling. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning. I'll, I'll stay the CEO for now.
1: Oh, CEO. Sorry. Uh, same thing. Uh, and right in front of me, we've got, hopefully I get this one right, the Mayor, Shane Van Stein. Good morning. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, listeners. And spot on. Still the Mayor for now. Uh, still the Mayor for now. All righty. <laughs> now, we have uh, come together to have a chat about, of course, the most recent of the major uh, power outages in the Midwest uh, affected well over 20,000, I think, on Friday. It may have even been close to 30,000 uh, customers. So uh, first off, uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, what was your week like?
0: Um, well, it feels like a bit of deja vu because I think we were here about this time last year talking about exactly the same thing. And here we are again uh, talking about outages here in the Midwest. And you're right, it covered about 26,000 um, businesses and, and houses about, throughout the Midwest on, uh, well, twice, wasn't it, in yeah. a week?
2: Yeah, ridiculous. How about you, Shane? Yeah, look, very uh, early in the piece, uh, I was happened to be actually awake at the first one at about four o'clock in the morning when um, uh, I noticed it was ordin- uh, uh, unordinarily dark mm. uh, on Fitzgerald Street, and it wasn't long till we got a hold of Western Power. And once people realised some people were up speaking with city staff, you know, at five, six o'clock in the morning, speaking with Western Power, were to be fair, were on the phone, email very early in the piece to advise it was going to be an extended outage. Um, and then the conversation started. We saw, um, we know that the Chamber of Commerce does great advocacy in this space, but we sit there and just shake our heads and go, "How does this happen? Mm. How do you program maintenance and and cause faults <laughs> when you've got a standby power station? 112 megawatts, Geraldton uses around 70 to 80 megawatts a day, so you could simply just turn her up, get a get her running and get it on time. But for the time being, it was all about faults. And it was very, very quickly, was it, did I find out from friends and others down in Dongra and further out that, uh, this was widespread and to see a second one within 24 hours, uh, mm. you know, it's, we really need to uh, get
1: better. 100% of course. And how do you guys feel about the response from Western power itself dealing with last week's outages?
0: Look, uh, I've I've found their response to be very much we're fixing it, we're fixing it. You know, we're we're working on two levels here. One, we've got what happened within Geraldton, which you know, when you've got a population of up to forty thousand people just in the you know city of Greater Geraldton alone, to have over half of that in outages that affects communities and businesses. We had you know um, businesses having to stand down staff. It's you know the ripple effect on what the cost back into the community is. Uh, you know, it takes weeks and weeks to recover. The other thing is, you know, Donga itself has been experiencing three to four outages a day. And this is, you know, affecting all their appliances, their mental health, you know, the stress levels in that community. When I was down there on Friday at the community gathering Mm. is really high, you know, and, and look... To be fair, Western Power is trying to do what it can do, but it is constrained by government. um, And what we're saying to government is we need you to come up to the plate with the answer.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right, so People Power then, what should people be doing? Who should they be reaching
2: out to, writing to, speaking to? Look, we know that the folk out at uh Erwin, Mullower, Cabaret, this is nothing new to them. Mm. I mean, one of the great ironies of the other day, the outage, they nearly couldn't go ahead with the CEO Western Power in Dongra because the power was out. <laughs> uh, that was mind boggling that occurred, but of course they have standalone power generation systems in Denison, we have standalone power systems in Mullower uh, and, and as well uh, up there uh, in Calvary. But uh, the ones in uh, Mullower and, of course, in Denison are diesel power generators. We live in a in a society where we're, we're talking about going to electrified cars. We're talking about hydrogen industries and like. We can't keep the lights on with what we have today mm. and what we have now. I think that people need to try and look a bit forward. We've tried advocating to the minister to upgrade the, the power line that runs between Three Springs and Perth, the 330 KVA. Out of nowhere now, they're talking that's five 600. It could be 1,000 KBA now, to to supply industry at the need. We've been calling this for over a decade mm-hmm. now. The development commissions, everyone's been writing reports. So I we've done there's no need for more reports and more surveys. I know there's a fourteen million dollar study being done now and, and that's just gonna probably Find more of the same, yeah. but the numbers are going to be bigger because of the industrial demands that are required. We've lobbied ministers. We know that Minister Johnston uh, believes that uh, it's not a Western power problem; it's a state development issue. So we talked to Roger Cook. I was pleased during the community cabinet that all of cabinet and all of part are across this issue. So Roger mm-hmm. Cook is now is invested in at least being aware of it. You know, the premier and everyone and the like. People just need to. I know it's frustrating. But need to continue those emails, continue logging those complaints, continue claiming for outages. Mm-hmm. I know it's tiresome, um, but until we do that, but some of the conversation needs to change. So if we can't work now, what does a carbon neutral? Because this is the buzzword yeah. now. What does a carbon neutral, carbon zero you know, look look like in twenty, thirty years? If we can't supply the power today. Yeah, very
1: true. Sitting down with CEO of the Midwest Chamber of Commerce, uh, Commerce Joanne Fabling, uh, Mayor Shane Van Stein, of course, talking about uh, the power outages that have been plaguing the Midwest for quite some time. Um, We've touched on, yeah, obviously the impact to uh, businesses. These outages happened quite early. So all those businesses that need that early morning prep time, obviously they just had to either open up late in the day or close completely. So businesses lost at least two days of, of work throughout the Midwest, which it's it's it just can't happen. Can't continue to happen.
0: No, and that's correct. And one of the things is why does it cost to do business, it would cost more to do business in the regions? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I would guarantee that not too many businesses in the metro area of Perth would need to have a generator. And the other thing that we're really concerned about is that businesses that are looking to expand, there's so much constraint on our line that they cannot even look to expand. And we've got businesses that are closing down and divesting to Perth because they need to continue business but they can't do it here in the regions. Now, when that happens, that affects communities, schools, sporting groups. The the ripple effect of losing families out of our region is immense. And this is why power is absolutely the biggest constraint that we have in the Midwest at the moment. And on the other side of that, when we have an outage, we get phone for two hours oh, yeah. until the backup batteries yeah. go down. So then there needs to be a better system there in place that, that, you know, our telecommunications system is better equipped for these outages because if there is a disaster, there is mm. a fire, etc. we've got vulnerable areas of our community, you know, that are really impacted. And I think I spoke to you about one earlier about, you know, the elderly trying to get an electric garage door up. It's absolutely impossible, mm. you know, in manual mode. So we really need to think about all the effects of what our power um, Outages and constraints are causing.
1: Very true. And so uh, I guess we don't know when the issue will be resolved, but what is the impact going to be on the future in the Midwest in regards to those businesses who can't expand, in regards to those businesses who just choose not to come to the Midwest because there is no reliable power?
0: And industry will go elsewhere if it becomes, you know, not viable to operate here. But, we, you know, there's potentially $9 billion worth of projects to come out of Aerosmith Arrowsmith and another $20 billion to potentially come out of, you know, the OKG SIA. And that's the future. So we really need to be planning our power for the future. And there is a SWISDAR report, a uh, demand assessment report in front of Treasury at the moment, which we're waiting on a response from.
2: Yeah, look. One of the great unspoken ofs is we have again we run about eighty megawatts of power currently at peak load uh, in Geraldton. We have a hundred and twelve megawatt gas turbine station sitting there at Mangara, and just about a hundred meters from two hundred meters from there is a thirty megawatt solar farm. And just a number of or maybe bit, not quite a kilometre up from there, we have our first wind farm producing around seventy megawatts. And then further down to Mumbida, we have another hundred and ten megawatts. So. On a, on a windy, sunny day in Geraldton, we have 180 megawatts minimum of renewable power being fed into the grid. We have another 112 megawatt capacity in a gas turbine that's on the Dampier to Bunbury gas pipeline. It's sitting there. It was built in 1990. Um, and we, yet we can't maintain it and we can't export the power. Power uh, Often power generation is all about sharing the load and, and ensuring that systems run evenly. Mm-hmm. If we were to able to export that renewable energy, I know they're, they're shutting down coal-fired power stations in Perth and they're all worried where the power's gonna come from. There's probably 100, 200 megawatt of power in the Midwest, it's already installed, ready mm-hmm. to go. That could be exported down there to ensure that those systems remain on. A lot of the trouble with keeping the power on is, is the loading up and the booting of the system. When it came to these faults, um, they knew they were going to disconnect us from the grid. That was part of the planned outage. That's mm-hmm. one. So maybe just kick that turbine in. I'm oversimplifying it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you kick that system and get it running and, and away you go. You ensure your window, wind turbines are turned on. Because when it's too windy and sunny in general, they actually shut renewable energy down. Which is just lost on me in this conversation about net zero and carbon <laughs> neutral. We actually run our systems sometimes; they get completely switched off because it's producing too much electricity when people in Perth and uh, are demanding more renewable. When people in Jordan can't get it, so you know, a decade ago to expand line was three hundred and thirty million. Today, poor oh geez, it's probably getting closer to a billion. Mm. Um, we see from Mackay uh, to to uh, to Townsville. Um, they're looking at their their renewable energy line there to access the big solar farms. Uh, that's around about the same distance. That's a that's a five billion dollar all integrated package. Wow. Now we do have land corridors that are set up in already, but easily. You know, every time you put this off, it gets bigger. Yeah. But the government wants to walk the walk about hydrogen industries and OKG and that. If we can't and, we, and today we cannot keep, we cannot run dive engineering and the port at full tilt simultaneously on a hot windy day. Mm. They have to curtail. They have to share the load. They have to turn off and on. That's today. Mm. What on earth is all this talk about hydrogen and electrolysis? They will multiply our power demand probably tenfold to produce this. Um, it's transmission. We have generation in large amounts here in the midwest generation is not the problem right. transmission's is a problem
1: and uh look mark began loves to come to geraldton for shore leave so i'm sure he'll probably be around so i would encourage everyone to ask 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 the question what's he doing what's going to happen with it all but uh joe and shane i really do appreciate your time uh final words to yourselves uh, on what you'd like to talk about in regards to the outage or, or let the people know out there
0: Look, I would like people to continue to lobby their local member. You know, we've got Lara Dalton in the city of Greater Geraldton. We have the opposition leader um, that in the surrounding areas. Um, please continue to lobby your parliamentary um, advocates. That's what they're there for, to assist us.
2: Look, 100% uh, state members. We, we do have Lara Dalton. We also have Shane Love uh, in, our, in our district. We also have six Upper House members. I don't think people realise mm. there are eight state members of parliament that cover Geraldton, six in the upper house, two in the lower house. So you might want to put, now put your mind to contacting Colin de Groussard, whether it be Darren West, whether it be Martin Aldridge and and, and other folk um, as well. Um, these guys are all out there to be reached and they need to know. The pressure needs to be turned on, but it is on. They are, I can assure you that they are aware, but you know, the best way to hit them is, with your, it's, it's terrible and it's annoying, but it's hit them with those power outage claims and continue to lobby. Don't give up. It is an issue, but also um, you know, um, stay with it. There's unfortunately nothing much we can say to do other than um, be prepared for power blackouts and for for some time yet.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you both for your time. And look, anyone out there, if you'd like to add to the conversation, reach out. Any other representatives uh, from around the Midwest, please reach out to us here at Triple M Geraldton. And um, yeah, let's keep applying that pressure and uh, hope that a resolution is found sooner rather than later. Joe, uh, Mayor Shane Van Stein, thank you so much for both your time today.
0: Thanks for having us. Thanks
1: for on the show.